0: This is the Citizen of Heaven podcast, number 157, podcasting. I am Hal Hammonds, and I am a citizen of heaven and your embedded correspondent in Satan's world. Thanks for checking in this week. And now for something completely different, no books, no symphonies and no board games. This is the last episode of Season 3, and I wanted to branch away from the normal and talk about my journey to this point. And I wanted to include some of the people I've met along the way. Kenny Embry, Edwin Crozier, and Jared Boldman. are people I barely knew or did not know at all before podcasting. Today I consider them some of my closest friends. This is our conversation about the medium that has connected us all. All right, gentlemen, let's go around the horn and introduce ourselves.
1: My name is Kenny Embry. Uh, I have a podcast called Balancing the Christian Life. I'm a college professor. I'm married to Katie. I've got four kids, and we're trying to downsize the house every year so that the kids can't move back home. So,
2: <laughs> Edmund Crozier, and I am a co host of Text Talk. I work with the Christians that meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutes, Florida. Been here for about seven years. I have one wife and four children, and we're just trucking right along. Thanks for letting me be
3: here with you today. Hey, Hal. I'm Jared Bowman. I'm the host of Biblically Speaking, the YouTube program and soon-to-be podcast, Biblically Speaking, and also Man Up, a podcast by men, about men, and for men. And I am working with the congregation here in Beaverton, Oregon as the local evangelist, and I am the father of the famous William Bowman, because I talk about him all the time, and my wife, Lauren, and we are
0: just loving life. These are three men that I... I may have met Jared at some point prior to our phone conversations and such. I don't think so. And now I have met Edwin uh, in the flesh. But basically, these are three men I know through podcasting. I wanted to have them on so that they could share with me and share with the audience what podcasting has meant to them, what it has brought to the table with regard to their work, and compare notes with regard to that kind of thing. This is the end of season three of The Citizen of Heaven, and I just decided to throw all the rules out and just have a conversation about what has really brought me to this point after three years of podcasting. Where do you want to start, Hal? Well, I I was noticing that we approach podcasting very differently, the group of us here. Kenny is, well, let me say this first. The first time I had a conversation with Kenny, was in a show that I did with him and Chris Emerson, mm-hmm. and they came on and talked about social influencers among other things. And I made a big deal about how much contempt I had for social influencers. Uh, come to realize in the conversation that Chris and Kenny both considered themselves to be social influencers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of a, a an awkward well, situation. Well, thought you for were me, too. Then. <laughs> when I talk, <laughs> when I think of social influencers, I think of Instagram models and and people who who want to get paid for just living their life and things like that. And they made a, a very they were very nice about it, very kind about it, but pointed out that influencing somebody through social media is not necessarily a bad thing, and it can be a good thing. And if you can make your living from doing that, doing something noble, something worthwhile, then why not? And uh, Chris Emerson, who is not appearing with us, obviously here today. Is is probably the best example of this, and Kenny is striving toward that goal. And I, if I've ever sounded like I was critical of that, I apologize, Kenny, because there's (laughs) nothing wrong with that at all. But he's looking at it as a personal mission, as it were, something that he can subsist on to a certain degree, at least. Edwin, as I understand text talk, that Edwin and uh, Andrew they're doing a, a, a podcast that is more or less an extension of their local work. Mm -hmm. Jared and I are, I think, more or less on the same page that the work that we're doing in podcasting is adjacent to, but separate from our work as local evangelists and ministers. They they go together, but they're not part of the same thing. And the average person out there in the audience probably does not understand the distinction that I'm trying to make and that, that maybe that's not so bad. Mm -hmm. But my work as a podcaster preacher is different from the work that I'm doing as a preacher preacher. Is that a fair assessment? I think so. I think you've described it well, where we're all coming from. Or where you have described well where I'm coming from. I guess that's what I know. Well, let's talk about how podcasting serves our interests in those various places. Uh, Kenny, let's start with you.
1: I'm an academic at heart. And and one of the things that I noticed is uh, newspapers are dead. Television in some ways is, is, is as, a, as a form that we would all recognize as dying. Magazines are, are, are essentially dead now and radio is is hanging on by a thread. And yet this is a generation that watches more stuff, that listens to more stuff and that reads more stuff than any generation before it. And it's, it's just that we have transitioned to online properties to do these things. And really what I was interested in was and, and this is something that's still very exciting to me. I was interested in what I call the YouTube middle class. They're not making a killing, they're making a living. And I was wondering how that was happening. And again, I've got a job. This is, I guess you would call a side hustle. I'm not against the monetization aspect of it. I'm going to try some of that. But more than anything, I mean, the blessings of this have been very different than what I anticipated. I'm not retiring anytime soon from this, not retiring in the sense that Uh, that I have enough money to retire, no retiring because I have a real passion in this. Three of the guys right here are some of the biggest blessings that I have from this. Edwin and I basically lived for the last, how long Edwin? Three or four years? years. Seven years. Seven and a half years. years. Yeah, seven and a half years, basically about 10 miles from each other, maybe a little bit farther, but never met really. Hal, Jared, two guys that have become really important to me, but we're talking about a guy in Oregon and a guy in Texas. There is no way we would have crossed paths. The value of this, the, the blessing of this, has been that relationship. I'm also very much wanting to push at the boundaries because I think people are scared to death of this. And there are parts of it they need to be scared of. And there are parts of this they just need to <laughs> come in, the water's fine. This actually can work really well. Stop staying scared of it and start using it for w- what we can use it for profitably.
0: Now Edwin and Andrew they are not by the nature of their podcast. They are not interactive like Kenny and Jared and I are. They just kind of do their thing by themselves. So uh, Edwin's experience is somewhat different I suppose.
2: By interactive you mean like we don't have guests and, right. and, and that that true. So we started our podcast uh 2 years ago. Really at, yeah, man, almost exactly 2 years ago. Wow. And Our whole purpose was, uh, Andrew was talking to a brother, Josh Welch, in fact, and just talking about different evangelistic things they were doing at the the congregation that he's working with. And he made a comment about, he sees it as his number one goal with any guests that come into their assembly. He wants to somehow get on their phone because people have their phones with them so much and phones have become essentially an extension of their identity and their being and their living. And that was that was just eye-opening for Andrew and for me. We had toyed with podcast ideas, but nothing that ever came up that either one of us were really passionate about or nothing that could make both of us excited about it. So we, we would have an idea and just kind of strike it off the list and an idea and strike it off the list. And when Andrew heard this from our brother, Josh, came home and we were talking about it. And that's when the idea for this particular podcast came up. We have a Bible reading plan that we do with our congregation. And it just made sense to tie something to that because it would be something that would be very beneficial for our congregation because it fit in with what we were already doing. But then our our main goal was to make it something that when we have guests come in, we could send them a link and say, hey, If you enjoyed the teaching, if you got something out of it, if it was beneficial and edifying, you might want to listen to this. And then they're going to have a daily reminder of us. And you know, I pray that the teaching is beneficial and edifying that would cause them the next Sunday to say, yeah, I want to go get more of that. So that was our goal. And the reason why I know it was exactly two years ago is because we started the podcast and two weeks later, the world shut down. <laughs> and we weren't having any guests and the mm-hmm. idea of people coming to a congregation coming into a crowd of people that they don't even know was just almost anathema to everybody. At first it seemed like, well, best laid plans, let's mm-hmm. move on to something else. But we kept on going because we were really we we'd started in acts, we were going to finish acts. I think after the first couple of weeks, Andrew and I both thought, well, we'll get through acts and this will be done because it's not accomplishing what we had hoped, since our focus really was on the guests. But as we were following up with our brothers and sisters in the congregation, when we were not meeting on Sundays, and then when we were having our our split meetings on Sundays, one of the things that we kept hearing from the brothers and sisters was how much our podcast was helping them feel connected still Mm -hmm. to the congregation. And so we stuck with it. And I believe it has been a blessing it's been a blessing for me because it forces me to dig deeper. It forces me to stick with our congregational plan because I admit, even though it's the plan that I set up, sometimes I'm like that stubborn mule that kind of drifts off the path and is just munching on daisies. And I have to have something that, that's going to keep me disciplined. And so it's it's been very beneficial for me on that front as well.
0: Well, Jared, tell me where you're coming from. I guess my story isn't a whole
3: lot different from from Edwin's. It started as wanting to try to keep people in the congregation connected and find a way to reach out to people who would have been visitors to the assembly. And you know, we were right in the middle of the times of the year when people would travel to the little town of Centerville where I was preaching at the time, and they would travel for you know come in for the Fourth of July or they would come in for family events in the spring and all of that got shut down. And so I started a Bible series and and man, it was terrible. I looked like a wooden puppet sitting in front of my kitchen table in a shirt and tie moving very little because the camera would pixelate so much when I moved that, uh, which is hard for me because I can't talk or think without moving. It's like kinetic energy generates brain function or something. I don't know, but I would sit there and I was trying to use my most even voice and it was terrible. But I had people tell me they were encouraged by it. Well, out of that came, biblically speaking, the YouTube program. And then I I really wanted to do something on podcasting because you can't get people to watch YouTube for long hours the way that they will tune into podcasts Mm -hmm. on a drive. And so I thought, who could I talk to? So I started up a podcast called The Journey Into the Word, and it was okay, but it was just kind of religious white noise. There were so many other good podcasts that were going. It was unfocused. It was, okay, this week we're talking about this text, and this week we're going to jump way over here. Not like text talk where it's, you know, you know exactly where we're going to be. It's different subject, different text every week. And that lasted probably four weeks. And I realized it just wasn't worth the effort I was putting into it. And I thought, I I want to do something really focused. I want to do something for a group of people that if I look at the podcast sphere, what do I see as an area that I could serve? that it could be a call to not only our brethren to be stronger and feel like they're not alone in their faith, but also to perhaps use as a tool for evangelism. You had a guy that's struggling in his marriage or struggling with pornography or struggling with raising his kids, and he's looking for answers. Well, you hand him a Bible and he's not going to know where to turn. But if you hand him a podcast that's based on the Bible where we're talking about scripture and we're talking about real life examples of how to apply this, all of a sudden, what you've done is you've tossed him a life preserver, but you've put yourself at the other end of that rope to where you now have the opportunity to help him with your knowledge of the Bible because you introduced him to this podcast that maybe stabilized him or maybe became a source of encouragement. You know, It's not the same as standing in the pulpit and preaching a sermon. It's not a three-point delivery system, but it is nonetheless, you know, Romans 10, 17, faith cometh, by hearing the gospel and we're presenting the messages of the Bible in the podcast that we do in various ways. Even, you know, Kenny's where we're talking about digital discipleship. When I was on, we still used a whole lot of scripture in something (laughs) that was kind of a fun interview that, that talked about superheroes and Kamado grills and coffee, (laughs) but it became a way of having a personal conversation with somebody, even though you weren't sitting face-to-face with them.
0: My motivation's very similar to that, Jared. I've been very impressed with the YouTube culture, like Kenny was talking about. There for a while, I was following a certain clique of YouTube personalities that clearly they all knew each other, and they were all in more or less the same space. And there was, didn't seem any way to be any kind of competition at all with one another, they were constantly appearing on one another's channels and interacting and such. And it occurred to me that growth on one channel did not diminish growth in another channel, that it was it was not a, a zero sum game, that there was a, a sense in which they would feed one another. And, and I was really drawn to that. I was really more interested in, in YouTube podcasting than I was <laughs> in just, just audio podcasting at first which is ironic now because I've started a, a self-help group for podcasters called Faces Made for Podcasting, which is kind of goes in the other direction. But at any rate. You didn't send me that link. I, oh, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys don't have faces for podcasting. But <laughs> well, yes, I do. I do. <laughs> but the idea of creating a space where there wouldn't be competition, where people would voluntarily uh, join in that was really really kind of interesting and being able to express biblical thoughts in a different kind of format and and it wound up being more or less four wednesday night invitations a week in in my podcast Uh, because that's what i do lots of times i'll just take a little something i've read or something i've experienced something i heard on the radio or whatever and and i'll turn that into spiritual things our, our friend BJ Sype has a, a podcast where this is what he does four days a week. I really connect with that. That's, that's what I do in my, in my short talks. Well, what if I were to put four of those together and make a podcast out of it? Well, that could be kind of cool. And, and then once or twice, I kind of accidentally settle on a theme. Well, what if I could do four on the same theme? Wouldn't that be awesome? And, and I literally asked the advice of one person, a 12 year old girl at, at church who had commented on and she really liked the podcast. So I said, Well, do you like the theme things? Yeah, yeah, I like the theme things. You think I should do that every week? Yeah, I think so. Well, I had no confidence at all that I could do that, but I thought it was worth a try. Two and a half years later, we're still basically doing that. And it's it's working out fairly well, I think. It's a hook that grabs the, the the listeners' attention and and ties everything together. It's not it's a cohesive kind of thing, it's a different kind of sermon. And I, I'm really drawn to that kind of thing, the idea of presenting the truth in a different sort of format that people can take in their free time. They can they can leave and come back to if they need to. They can share easily. It's a different world we're living in. And there's no point in pretending like the old rules are still restricting us into certain corridors when new opportunities are opening up that may it be more effective in the modern world than the old ways would have been.
1: I'm not a preacher. I'm, I'm, I'm the only one in this group that's not a preacher. And I, I have appreciated, quite frankly, the freedom that I've had because of that. And one of the things that, that, that I've, I've really wanted to do with my podcast is who's the best person to talk about this thing? Because I, I don't know that that it's always in the church of Christ. I'm not asking them for the work of the Holy spirit. What I'm asking them for is your experience on a specific thing. I like that, that ability, that flexibility. I also, Hal, what one of the things you're talking about, I learn so much better when it's a conversation, when I'm able to push back on that part that I don't really understand. I am happy to admit when I'm an idiot on something and when I don't understand something. And I, I don't mind being at all the, the crash test on me for not understanding something about Christianity.
3: Uh, how what I liked about your story is it sort of validates some things that I've I've thought about you. Um, I, I, when I listen to podcasts, I quickly assign. Uh, you should see his face right now. <laughs> I quickly assign personalities to people. Like first time I listened to BJ, it took me about three podcasts to figure out. BJ is the Paul Harvey of podcasting. He's got a rest of the story. It's going to be encouraging. Yeah. You're going to feel really good about it. Kenny is kind of, I haven't figured out Edwin yet. I haven't done enough with him, but you know, it didn't take me long to figure out that Kenny was kind of a mix between Jimmy Stewart because he's got the humor and Walter Cronkite. Everybody loves him. Everybody wants to trust him and for good reason. So he can take a path because you know he's not wearing the mantle of preacher and he's just having a discussion he can take a path like what he just described. And I always thought of you, and it might be your intro, but as Edward a, what is it, Edward R. Murrow, that, that you have this very <laughs> dedicated line that you're yeah. taking. I and I too. remember being on your podcast, it was like, okay, Hal is going to find the thing that he wants me to say that I don't know what it is yet, but he's going to bring it out because he's doing the chess thing. He's got two or three moves ahead <laughs> in this yeah. conversation and where yeah, it's going to yeah. steer. And and you're totally unflappable because to you it's just like you know, hey, I'm putting some Wednesday night invitations together, it's four topics, but it's all one topic, and yeah. I know the general direction I want this to go. And I think people get a comfort from having that kind of reliability. I mean, if one day I got on Man Up and I was, hi, I'm Jared Bolman and the next Monday I'm like, hi, I'm Jared Bullman, that it would nobody would listen to that, it would be very confusing but we're presenting things as we are, it creates almost an emotional relationship with the audience. The, the text talk program that doesn't have the interactive guests, you know, I I anticipate how they're going to move through the text because they've built a relationship with their audience. And to me, podcasting, what we've all said is in various ways about the relationships that we yeah. build with people.
0: It's interesting that you bring up the uh, the introduction because that's something that I have, really wrestled with over three years. One of the very first things I settled on was the kind of music that I wanted to do. And, and I settled on Beethoven's fifth just right away. I want to grab somebody's attention. And the Edward R. Murrow thing is uh I did not have that in mind, but I get that. That makes sense. But the way that you've introduced yourself, I think is a is a critical part of this. You're you're trying to set a tone. Edwin's podcast is the only one of ours that has religious music. As part of its mechanism, which I think is relevant there. It's it's much more connected to church things, yeah. to the organization. I thought about doing that and and decided against it for copyright reasons and and other reasons. Jared's introduction, if you've ever heard Jared's podcast, <laughs> talk about an intention getter. Uh, yeah. that'll that'll grab your attention for sure. Restart uh, Kenny, your heart. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Kenny has the, the traditional podcast. Jazzy, peppy kind of intro music that—that that a lot of
1: ukulele music. How that's ukulele music. I commissioned somebody to write that for me too. Did you really? I did. I did. How about a very that?
3: Island vibe to it. I love it.
1: Well, I i, I like that. You've never heard a sad song uh, played on ukulele. I, I wanted something that that put you in, in a happy in a happy mood. I mean, it, it was all about mood for me. I don't want the spiritual topics to be a drag. I, I want them to be. This is kind of going to be fun.
0: The music is a good example, though, of, of connecting with the personality that is being shown by the podcaster. This is who he is, who they are. Being able to communicate your own personality seems like it's really kind of at the core of podcasting, isn't it? You, you need to tell people not just what you're all about, but but who you are, connecting with the, the person, the nameless person on the other end. One of the
1: most important things that I had to do was figure out who I was talking to where I landed was my 17 year old son. And, and uh, those, especially that first, that that first six months of podcasting, it was, it was me talking to Jake, my my 17 year old son. And, and that, that answered every question that I needed, which was, what can I talk about? What should I talk about? What does he need to know? What is he going to understand? And what is he not going to understand? And I tell you what, that was so helpful. Um, What, what ended up happening was uh, I was talking to a lot, a lot more people than just Jake. And then those, People started becoming what we call an avatar. That they became a part of my audience as well. That I would start thinking about them. I, Hal, I think one of the things with, with with your with yours since day one, you've basically been talking to me. I don't know if that's if you knew that or not. You've basically been talking to me the entire time.
0: Well, you're talking about lessons there. Let's let's delve into that a little bit. What have you learned about yourself through this meeting? What have you learned about Jesus? What have you learned about the gospel by participating in podcasts? For me, of course, our podcast is very
2: text-driven. It's study your Bible. It's let's read your Bible. Let's talk about it. Man, the most beautiful thing was the season we went through in Psalms. I've learned a lot just through the study uh, of the rest of things, but man, going through the Psalms, what happened very quickly on season two, as we started Psalm 1, and I guess we got to about Psalm 4. I suddenly realized, man, if I don't work very hard at this, it's going to be the same subjects every week. We're going to be reading through each Psalm, and we're going to have the same five conversations every week, which forced me to work harder at what's in this Psalm, what makes this Psalm unique, and just learned so much tremendously from the Psalms. I will admit, I I don't know what our next year's Bible reading plan is going to be. I think probably our elders are going to choose that we go ahead and and do a year back in the Old Testament again, and that that'll mean working through the next 50, 51, 52 Psalms. And (laughs) I, uh, on the one hand, I'm super excited about it because I got so much from it. On the other hand, I just got to tell you, it's a reminder that Bible study is hard work. Hard work. When I went through Acts, I've studied Acts. You guys know we've I've done Bible classes on Acts. I've preached on Acts. We could almost do our conversation on Acts in our sleep. But uh, man, got to the Psalms, and that was it's it, it just a reminder: Bible study is work, and the best lessons are not always the surface lessons. The best lessons are often deep, and and after you've dug hard. So that's that's probably the biggest and best personal spiritual blessing I've gotten from the podcast that Andrew and I are doing.
0: Well, and that brings up an interesting point. Edwin's the only one of us who has a partner in his podcast. And one of the side benefits, I guess you might call it, one of the, the unintentional consequences of listening to their podcast is learning about their relationship. It's not the point. I, I don't think that Edwin would say it's the point. But seeing two people work together takes on a life of its own. And I find it very interesting.
2: Well, it has certainly helped. Andrew and I work m- more closely on that podcast together than just about anything we do. We do a lot together. But I think what's made that work for anyone who thinks it works, I, you know, some people don't, but but for anyone who thinks what, what has made that work is Andrew and I are friends. We, we've been friends for years. We were, we were friends when he moved here. I think that helps our podcast because we don't have to script. We think enough alike that it flows. We think enough differently that there's variety. I love working with Andrew and I love getting to do the podcast with Andrew because it really does. It grows out of that friendship and that interaction. And while our conversations on text talk are not exactly like our conversations when we're just talking about something in our office, we really try to get there. Um, you know, of course, I can't edit the conversations in the office. Sometimes I can edit the ones that, should, that, that make it onto the podcast. But, uh, you know, honestly, I think there's only been twice in the three years or the two years plus that we've been doing this that uh, I've had, we, we've gotten to a point of, oh, wow, I had no idea we were going to get there. Let's back up and start over. Uh, I mean, that's, I feel like that's pretty good.
3: Jared, what have you learned
0: from podcasting? I've learned to
3: appreciate just how big a blessing it is to talk to people. That, I mean, whether it's Kenny and his ability to get right to the heart of a story and bring out of that something that we need, or, you know, you talking about the games that we play around the kitchen table and taking away from that a a spiritual truth as kind of a foundation, there's a value in telling stories. And I think it goes to the, to the idea of kind of the shared vocabulary that you know Kenny was talking about an avatar a minute ago, and I appreciate his, you know, his thoughts on that. I was going to say something really funny, but then I, I decided not to, because it's something I know he's very sincere about. I was going to string like seven big words in a sentence, but it, 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 <laughs> it, it might have undermined his point a little bit, but it's easy when you're in the pulpit and you've written a sermon to forget that you've got varying levels of understanding of scripture or varying levels of understanding of even English. I mean, we've got people in our assembly, even up here in the Pacific Northwest where English is a second language to them. If I use a word that it may be even a word that's found in a King James Bible, for instance, it might be confusing to them. If you don't take a little time to, not just express in the common vernacular, there's one of those $5 words, but in the common (laughs) tongue uh, what that word means, but to really get at what the author of that particular epistle or gospel meant by using that word and maybe by sticking your toe in the water and delving into Greek a little bit and figuring out, okay, what's what's the right way of using this word that maybe isn't a very common word. In podcasting, I can't see the reaction of people. I can't hear the reaction of people unless they leave the comments. And what I don't want them to do is go away confused or go away discouraged. I want them to feel like there's a way forward, that there is hope. And I need to think about how I present myself to them because the last thing I want to do is be a hindrance to the message. And it's also caused me to realize that maybe... There was at least some self-centeredness to it, though, where it's, okay, this is a topic I want to do, this is a topic that I want to do, and this is a topic that I want to do, and I've got an interest in this subject, but now I think about, okay, what does my audience need? I've got nearly 60 people right now, and it's only been going for a few weeks on the podcast side of things, that listen every week as dedicated listeners. I know that they'll be there because I see those numbers every single week. I don't know who they are. But I can, you know, Kenny was pointing this out to me last night in the text message that that or instant message that I can determine a pattern that when I talk about this, the audience is going to grow. That helps me understand what my audience needs. And I can see in a way that my brethren might not ever say to me whether or not I'm hitting the mark. And more and more, what I find myself doing is fine tuning the message so that it is simple. It's on topic and it's exactly what you see Paul doing in the first century, you know, in, in Acts 17, he went to Mars Hill and he talked to them about their unknown God, something they were very culturally familiar with. And he found a way starting from a place that most of us would go, okay, how do I get there from here? And he found a way to talk, not only about the God of creation, but how creation is intimately linked to our salvation. And he did it in about seven verses the conversation is the most important tool that God has given us, whether it's on a podcast or it's in the back of an auditorium after services, the conversation, the one-on-one with the individual is the most important tool God has ever given us to spread the gospel and more conversions, more people are brought to Christ because people take an interest in them. And it's kind of like, kind of like Edwin was saying with the Psalms that you don't want to present the same five things in every podcast. That's sort of what I've been running into right now is I've done a lot of very general topics. And I was going to talk to Kenny about this later today. Is How do I refine the topics a little bit to where I don't feel like I'm, okay, I'm running out of paints. I painted with the five colors I've got. What do I do now? <laughs> that you refine those topics because you want to keep the conversation going because you believe that somebody's hanging on to this maybe as a lifeline. The point of
0: what we're doing is not doing it. The point of what we're doing is the person on the other side. You've been listening to the Citizen of Heaven podcast. Thank you for your support. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe through your favorite podcast platform and or on YouTube. Comments, corrections, and suggestions are always welcome. Please feel free to follow me through Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, or Instagram, or check out my webpage, www.halhammons.com. Until next time, be strong and courageous, fight the good fight of faith, and do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Hal Hammonds, the Citizen of Heaven, signing off.